Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch uh, Season 2 and we're up to Episode 3 now and I am Kamwa Hatson, joining me of course is Red Nightmare. You have a stone? No. Then we're going to take one. Alright, I want that one. Damn it. That's my favourite stone. It's mine now. I don't think that's not what the episode's actually about, but... No. <laughs> take it's, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It means something completely different, which we will talk about and yeah, uh, we're still... Just into season two now. We're three episodes in, including this episode, and this season is off to a start. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. This episode, at least on the face of it, at the beginning, you think, "Oh, this is going to be a Chiana episode," because yeah. the last episode was mostly it was Dargo focused heavily. Mm-hmm. So now we maybe get a Chiana episode. Well, let's get into it and uh, we'll find out. Happens. Yeah. So uh, we do start off with Chiana, but she's not feeling very well she's stumbling about and is sort mm-hmm. of in pain i like the sound here that all the sound is muted yes except for a heartbeat and it's actually very effective and uh, mm-hmm. she's that's how we start off with like oh something's very wrong with chiana and so she goes to speak to Crichton, who's he's in the maintenance bay doing something we mm-hmm. don't know what it is at first yeah she's like Crichton, i i need to talk to you and he's like i'm i'm busy and she's like, Crichton, I, I really need to talk to you. I like, I really need to talk to you. I, and not saying that she's in pain, but you can kind of, you can hear it in her voice mm-hmm. a little bit. And Crichton, that she has something that she really needs to get off her chest. And Crichton just blows her off. He's like, I don't have the time. I'm busy. I don't have the time. Dickhead. I'm like, okay, John, I get it. If she comes in and she's like, John, can I speak to you? Or like, Crichton, can I speak to you? And he's like, no, I'm busy. She's clearly in pain. Also, also, you're working with these wires. You're not talking to these wires. You can do two things at the same time. Yeah, I, it just seems a little bit rude and just like, no, screw it. Like, okay, John. So Chiana leaves and goes into the uh, hangar bay, I think, where she picks up a tool. Looks like a soldering kit or something. Yeah, and she cuts into her stomach. I'm like, oh, what, what the-, the hell is going on with her that she needs to do that? Yeah, and she pulls out a round red disc which is actually fairly sizable it's maybe a couple of inches across yeah she performing self-surgery what the hell and so she does that and it was blinking it was red now it's turned off what i like about this is when first she has her hands around it lifting it up sort of ceremoniously oh, and we right. hear yeah, yeah. very somber music and i was like this is a very important scene we have no idea why no uh, <laughs> and then in frustration she straight up kills drd yeah, because it comes along to check on it. She's just like, ah, smash. Beardy is like, hello. Like, I know John didn't want to talk to you, but I prepared to talk to you. No, bam. Oh. <laughs> it's like, wow, really, Chiana, really? Yeah, we still have no idea, like you said, what's going mm. on. Then Chiana just steals Aaron's prowler. Yeah, and Aaron is overjoyed by this. <laughs> She's not. No, She's no, really angry. no, no. And yeah, the prowler is leaving and flying down to a planet and... Zan and Dargo, they've got the disc, and John's there as well. So they're basically all gathered together to figure out what the hell's going on. And Zan says it's a life disc. You put them in two people, it creates a life link between the two of them, and the disc stays active as long as the other person is alive. Yeah. What, what I was taking from this is that you can feel each other's heartbeat. Oh, right, yes. It's not yes. explicitly yeah, yeah. said, but that's what I was taking from it. Despite yeah. no matter how far you are from each other, 
it apparently doesn't apply to limited sen sending of information in a light speed. <clears throat> doesn't care. It's um, it's we've got I know, a I know, I know, I wormholes know. and I know spooky action at a disc. It doesn't. Shush. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, if you want to get technical about it, yeah, you know, you can I, do quantum. You can do quantum entanglement. They influence each other uh, immediately, but you can't use that to send information because uh, you can't actually make the information ordered. It's always chaotic, and you can't predict what it'll be. There you go, science. Ah, okay. I like the concept of these discs incredibly because it allows these, especially allows Chiana, who is completely away from her home planet to still mm. have a connection to home. Yeah, and it's clearly something that they put into people that care about each other a lot. Mm -hmm. And it also makes sense why she would be so upset, because it's like, like suddenly you can't feel your face anymore. It's so common that you can feel your face, you haven't even realized you've always been feeling it, and suddenly it's gone. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, it's not active, so clearly whoever's on the other end has died. What I don't get is why she took the Prowler and went down to the particular planet, but whatever. She's angry. She's angry. Uh, because, but, and that's, John realizes that he blew her off. Yeah, and I, I like that they didn't spend the whole episode, like, for John to realize this. He's, like, immediately, like, oh, God, no, and I blew her off. Oh, I, I, I screwed that's up. That's what came for. Oh, I'm an idiot. And it's like, yes, John, yes, you are. Also, like, the pilot says... I was able to detect her taking the prowler because some of my systems were offline. I'm like, <clears throat> that's probably John. Yeah, <clears throat> might have done that. <laughs> then we cut to titles, which made me realize something. Yeah. Remember how John says in the opening credits, I'm being chased by an insane military commander? Yep. Still valid. It's still true. It's just yeah. Scorpius this time. Yeah, it's Scorpius <laughs> instead of Grace now, but it's yeah. still valid. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, then we cut back from titles and we see that Chiana has landed on the planet of the dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I correctly guessed that, guessed that this was a cemetery planet the first yeah. time. I was like, I'm not sure what this is. It's just a vast grey, dark plain with like rocky hills and stuff. And there's just lots of vertical slabs or obelisks, really. And they look to be pretty tall, but they're all in rows. So it was like it just looks like a set of dominoes waiting to be pushed over, <laughs> <laughs> and that shot is pretty cool. Then we see Chiana next to the Prowler on obvious BBC Doctor Who set number four. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, fur. It's it's one of those really obvious sci-fi sets, and like people who've watched the old Doctor Who or like the old Star Trek will know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With, yeah. like, very obviously styrofoam rocks and, like, weird lighting and smoke around the floor. <laughs> it's probably the most... Yeah. The most old-school sci-fi set I think I've yet seen in Farscape. <laughs> yeah. It kind of stands out a little bit. Now that you mention it, I... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get used that often in this uh, episode, but... Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm used to this kind of thing, but not usually from Farscape. No, they usually have some way better stuff. And they yeah. get better stuff this episode. They do. To be fair. They do, but I was just like, oh, okay, this is like the bouncy rocks and funny-looking smoke <laughs> set. But mm. she, uh, she's wandering around there, and she's cornered by a group of people who are, oh, they're really odd. They have red hair, green eyes, bronzed skin. Well, it's more, yeah, it's sort of like copper-colored skin. Yeah, yeah. Copper 
skin and some sort of tribal markings on their cheeks and on their foreheads. And they seem to be kind of out of it, like, hey, whoa, whoa, man. Kind just of just like a bust ton of mushrooms, dude. Yeah. Want to eat shawarma and go watch old movies? Yeah, they seem to be really high, really weird, and they're coming after her, and yeah, and I think she actually screams and it's like, ah! Yeah, she's assaulted by them. And that's when we go back to Moya. We cut to the shuttle leaving Moya and going down to the planet, and which Rigel says is a royal burial planet, which yeah. I guess explains all the... I guess there's supposed to be tombstones. The Freaking opulence. Well, yes. So they're looking for Chiana, and I think the idea is that some time has passed, really, but yeah. there's not much of a clear indicator of that. I think an hour or two, three. Really? Because... Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I see no idea why they take any longer than that. I'm not. It's it's unclear how much time has passed because John, first of all, finds some of Chiana's clothes, mm-hmm. and they go down into the underground caves, which are down there, and yep. they find. Well, they hear her screaming. And Rigel isn't coming because Rigel's like, "I'm not going down there." John's like, "Okay, fine. We don't care, but just don't go robbing any dead." She's like, "I, I'm insulted. Like you would think how that would find me." And then he, yeah, he pulls on like a a red jewel, which um, opens up. A big crate full of good jewels and stuff. Yeah. And he's just like, like oh. He, he says, oh, Yatsa. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that a Yahtzee reference? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like, jackpot. Woo. Yeah. Yatsa. Yeah, so we go down into uh, the caves, and Aaron and Crichton hear Chiana screaming, and they go to save her, or they go, they rush to where the noise is coming from. And when they come around the corner, Okay, this takes a bit of describing. She's upside down. Her head is in between two large concrete blocks that are suspended off the floor and appear to be emitting some kind of force or like sonic wave or whatever. The other people are standing around her. She's wearing different clothes. She's wearing like the same sort of clothes they are, which are like leather, red leather and brown leather. And her hair is now also red and she's screaming in pain. And it's just a really bizarre sight. And it's yeah, she's really her weird. eyes are bloodshot. And so uh, Aaron and Crichton are like, right, get her down now and get the guns out. And they get her down. He's just like, what did you do that for? I was, uh, nobody's I ever lasted. I broke the record. Yeah, you shouldn't have come looking for me. And, and they're like, what the hell is this? And me as the audience, at least, I'm like, yes, what the hell is going on yeah. here? Can we please get an explanation? And then these, like, these hippies are like, oh, look at them. They're ancient, dude. They're so old, man. They're so old. They're like thirty. Oh. <laughs> it's not even an exaggeration. Like that's that's the kind of thing that they're like. They're, they don't understand. It's like, oh, you got lines. Oh, you're so old, man. Stop. <laughs> so yeah, these people are just really weird and odd yeah. and really hard to understand. Yeah, like, also that's that through the entire episode, I have no idea what anybody's called. Like, I have no idea. I could not parse their names. Because they use, sometimes they use specific words that are different for women. Sometimes it's a name. And, and they're always half mumbling. Luckily, uh, FastGetWorld.com and uh, FastGetWiki have their names in the episode description. So we'll be okay. Good. <laughs> yes. That's why I always make sure to have that open in case something like that happens. Because I had the same issue. It's like, wait, what the hell is that guy called? And who is that? And is that a name? I don't understand. You please use your mouth to articulate. Use... I know I make the mistake sometimes, but still. 
Use your words. Yes. But yeah, so they're basically they're trying to figure out what's wrong with Chiana. Why have you come here? Why are you hanging out with these losers? And she is still pissed off at Crichton. Yeah. And so she makes her exit and is... Sorry, Crichton, now I don't have time for you. Get lost. To be honest, I'm, I'm kind of with Chiana on this. Is like mm-hmm. He blew her off for no real reason. And at the moment she needed him most. And he's not even trying to apologize. I mean, he's still being like, you need to come back now. I mean, at this point, he doesn't know what's going on. So that response is fair. Yeah, but he's still being like the... He's trying to be like, you come home right now, Missy. Damn it, young lady. I am your father and you will come home. Exactly. That's what he's doing for, he's throughout really, most of this episode. He's mostly dad John in this episode. Yeah, which given, you know, given Chiana's character in general... That does, that's not going to work. No, <laughs> that's, no. Not, that's not how you get through to Chiana. Chiana's character in general and teenage girls. Well, yeah, she's general. She, she's the rebellious teen. Like, yeah, that, it's nowhere more apparent than this episode. She's just fallen in with a whole group of freaking rebellious teens. Yeah, and they're doing drugs. Yeah, it's doing extreme sports. We find out soon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Rigel has come back to Moya with the jewels he took from the yeah. uh, place. Important little detail, he took the shuttle back up. Just remember that, that's all. Okay, make a note of that. Write that down in your copybooks now. <laughs> so, well, he's got his stuff covered with a sheet in his quarters. Dargo's there like, what are you doing? No, this is my private uh, private property. And he just whips it off. It's a bunch of stuff. Cups, goblets, gold coins and jewellery. And Dargo's like, you stole from the dead. He's also like, is this what you left Aaron and John down there for? But that's what Dargo seems to be most upset about. Is like, you left them behind. And he's like, you yeah. stole from the dead. And I was like, oh, right, yeah, we're going to get... Because Luxons have a reverence for, you know, the dead and all the people like that. It's like, then it's just pretty much brushed over of like, you stole from the dead. And you left Aaron and Crichton. And Aaron and Crichton is like, wait, what? I'm, uh, there was a thread there. No. <laughs> okay. We had some character moments. Does anybody want... No? No? no. Nobody wants it? Okay. <sighs> I will take them back. Yeah, we'll put them back in the box for next yep. time. <sighs> Fine. The scenes with Rigel and the treasure are just kind of really a little bit pointless. I mean, there's one or two good scenes in there. Yeah, but this one is not one of them. No. But meanwhile, back down on the planet, Aaron has gone to see Chiana and yes. uh, gives her the disc back. And now we find out who the person on the other end of the disc was. Yeah. It's her brother, Neri. Neri, okay. Which means he's dead. And immediately once we learn that fact, Chiana just goes into how great it is down here. And the, the, she, she had to run through rings of fire naked. Yeah, it's like total party town. And yeah, every, the telling line for me that this is ve- is the, come on, everyone on Moya is so lame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, such a bunch of squares, man. Yeah. <laughs> need to get hip and get with the time, Grandma. Which, I mean, she asks Aaron to stick around. Yeah, and I do like that they do play that scene as, like, come on, please stay with me. I, mm-hmm. You know, you're actually pretty cool. The cool big sister. Yeah, very much so. Because stay with her at least for the, what they call the gathering, which is yeah. generic cult thing number five. You know, it's like, stay for the or- gathering. I bet it's going to be an orgy. Yeah, probably with this place. <laughs> so yeah, we do actually then see we see what the gathering is, mm-hmm. and it's everybody gathering around a big hole. Again, it's the kind of shoddy. Well, not too bad, but like the obvious set with 
polystyrene rocks. But there's a big hole in the middle, there's a big chasm, and there are outcroppings that go out onto it, and there are people standing up there, and they all do this stupid gesture with their hands. Yeah, yeah. Which is, they basically, they raise their arms and they put their hands, palms out, yeah, together over their head. And they go like, ah, when they do it. And, and, it and always when really the lightning, st- uh, lightning strikes. Yeah. It's just really kind of hokey and dumb. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what are they doing? And they're like, okay, uh, everybody, gathering. Yeah, man, it's a gathering. And it's time to jump. Wait, what? Into the big hole, which we get, Excuse a, me? Which we get a shot of, like, pointing down, like a sort of eh, average kind of CG big hole. So these people are crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like suicidal and stuff like that. Yeah. This is death cult. Yeah, death cult. Yeah, definitely death cult. Uh-huh. And so one of the uh, people there who's called Molnan, he's basically their leader, de facto yeah. leader, and he gives them a speech about how they take the stone. It's really hard to understand because we've established that they take the stone. the stone. And basically taking the stone means jumping into the hole. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but what we actually find out there's a twist to this because they jump down the hole, they're making this sort of humming noise or like uh, singing noise all the way down, and at the bottom there's like a force field of some kind that catches them and they land safely. And Aaron is like, Frell, they're using what did you call it? A sonic net. A sonic net. Yeah. Which is basically, apparently, they create that with the sound of their own voices, which cushions the fall. It's it's sustained by their own voices. Like it's clearly some kind of technology, that it's really weird. Oh, it's, I thought it was actually something they were doing with their own voices. Well, no, because the line she says is, it's sustained by your voice. So there's extra technology involved, but the voice, like the resonance from your voice, makes it work properly it's oh it that like, makes a lot of sense it's still a really weird thing to have though and i don't quite buy it as a peacekeeper technology it's a little too weird and artistic and esoteric for peacekeepers yeah that's why i assumed it was just a technique they learned like in case of emergency when falling out of prowler crazy enough this actually works if you're falling out of a prowler try this one crazy tip that doctors don't believe <laughs> for good reason because it's stupid <laughs> It's dumb. I'm sorry, it's dumb and it's stupid and it's weird and I'm not into it. But, okay, two people jump off, make the noise all the way down and they're okay. Mm-hmm. Then another guy jumps off and dies because he doesn't do it properly. Yeah. We actually see, this isn't hidden for our benefit, This is we see him fall off, humming, and then we cut to a close-up and he kind of falters and stops in the noise he's making. And then we see from above him whacking into the ground. Yeah. We actually see the impact. It's like, click! Oh! Okay! Still a puppet, but still. It's still, yeah. And we're like, oh! John and Aaron are like, oh, Frell. Frell. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's not a guaranteed thing. You can die from this. Yeah. And then here's the uh, follow-up. Chiana says, I've got to do that, basically. uh, What the hell you do? Are you insane? Like, what the hell is going on? As they're leaving the chamber, John's like, okay, no, screw this. He turns around, we'll just grab you back, Gianna, and just go. And I like that Aaron stops him and is like, no, no, it's not going to work. Even if you try to forcefully take her away from here, she'll just want to stay more despite you. Yeah, she's mad at you, and it's not going to work. And John is like, damn it, you're right. Initially, he's like, no, I'm taking her, I'm taking 
fine. <laughs> he yeah. realizes that, yeah, he shouldn't be trying to do this. And then we see Molnan, who's the leader guy, and he's... I, there's not really much to differentiate between everybody. No. We'll just keep calling him Molnan. He's got the same copper skin and green-yellow eyes and He does hair. have a face that I really want to punch. Yeah. But, yeah, he's talking to Chiana and... He's asking her to stay, you know, and yeah. stay on the oh, planet. Oh, the corpses of his friends. Yeah! Because I like that Chiana points out, wait, your best friends just died. Why, why aren't you... More upset about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, death takes us all. Yeah. Does that fear make you fear? Fear paralyzes. You shouldn't be afraid. And I'm like, I so want to give this kid a lecture that'll scare the shit out of him. It's like, Chiana, what are you doing? You're smarter than this, surely. Yeah! A lot smarter than this. Anyway, back up on Moya, we've got the weird side plot with Rigel and the stuff he stole. And Zan is doing a kind of blessing thing. She's just moving her hands around her head and chanting, and it's pissing Rigel off. Because you can do that somewhere else, I'm trying to sleep. And he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And Zan is just like getting more and more frustrated. And she just snaps and is like, right, okay, did you ever think that the stuff you took might be cursed? He's like, no, don't be ridiculous. That's a silly thing. And I'm like, um, have you been watching season one? Like, ye old black magic? Well, yeah, there is that. I mean, this, this does come up now and again. It's like the mystical side of Farscape, which doesn't... Like, last week! Yeah. Last freaking week! Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were there. You had your butt stuck in Moya. The thing is, like, they go, like, okay... They never really go into as much detail to try and explain any of the mystical stuff. It's just kind of there. Yeah. And it would at least... I would hope Rigel would be at least more susceptible to Zan's warning about be careful, this might be cursed, and him being like, how do you know? Yeah, maybe. How but... can I tell? How can I lift it? Like, these sound like things that Rigel would do, and be like, well, you can bring it back. It's like, I'll, uh, I'll take my chances. Yeah. That and... sounds like a proper response at this point. And he does say, like, well, even if there is a curse, it'll only be on me. And Zan's like, yes, it will only be on you. And she's still been chanting at that point, but she's like, eh, maybe I don't. <laughs> maybe screw yeah. you. She's, she's been like, look, I'm really trying to help, but if you don't want help, fine. Yeah, fine. And that's it. That's the end of the scene. Again, like, these scenes with Rigel and his treasure are, like, really short, and there's not much in them. No. And it's kind of... It's so formulaic. It's, yeah, it's really this formulaic. This beat by beat exactly what I expected from the start. Yeah, it's not surprising. It's not interesting. It's just... Uh. So we go back down to the planet again with everyone in the weird death cult and all that stuff and whatever. So there is one cool... Th there are a couple cool things in this episode. Like the, I mean, I like the design of the, the planet. You've got the grave... Mm -hmm. thing that's nice and we have there's a woman who's part of the cult who's pregnant yeah with a clear belly yeah that's that was really cool yeah like she's you can see the fetus inside it's a practical effect she's walking around with it on and actually mm. it looks really cool and it's really different and it's it's not even brought up only in the fact that she's very heavily pregnant yeah which you know you, you could do that you know, without that effect, but it's yeah, it's a kind of a cool thing. And I don't, I've not seen anything like that before, and it's yeah, it's pretty cool. But here's the other thing that uh, this well, th okay, this woman is called Vinya, and she's drinking. We actually saw her talking to Chiana in that scene at the gathering where they're mm -hmm. uh, uh, talking about 
you know, doing all the jumping and stuff. And they want to know what they were talking about. And Chiana is actually, Chiana wants to jump. Yeah, because apparently it's when a child is born, there needs someone needs to jump, I think. That's yeah. what I was gathering. Something like that, yes. To commemorate the birth or something. Yeah, and she wanted to go after uh, Vinya's child gets born, and yeah. she was giving her her blessing. Like Throughout this entire speech, she's drinking from a big bottle of some kind of alcohol. Yeah, and I like that. John and Aaron point out, like, should you be doing that? She doesn't care. She's... No. These people really don't care about anything. No, especially because her uh, the father of her child was the guy we saw die right, at, yes. the, at the gathering. So she's, yeah, she's probably a bit depressed, but she's also probably high on whatever the hell they're taking. Uh-huh. And it's the weird death cult jump off the thing. Maybe you get killed, maybe you don't. This whole cult thing is really stupid. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it. Anyway, Crichton goes to speak with Chiana, but she doesn't. She want, tells him to go away again. Doesn't want to know. And he's like, "You don't need these people. They're stoned monkeys that jump off cliffs." And I like that Chiana gets angry at him, and it's like, "Well, what's so great about Moya anyway? At least these people live." And and then she says, "You told me I could jump ship whenever I wanted." And he's like, "Not like." This you don't that and I and again I'm sympathizing with Chiana. It's like she's trying to make a break. Like she may not be in the best frame of mind to do it, but she's just like you said. I could leave when I wanted. I'm telling you I don't want to go. And John's like you're coming with me. So it makes sense that her reaction with what we know about Chiana's character is no screw you. What John needs to do at this point is apologize. And yeah. I don't mean half-heartedly apologize. Yes. Be like, I'm sorry. I've been a shit friend. Yeah, I'm you, sorry I blew I, you when off. When you needed me most, I wasn't there for you. And that's my fault. And I'm very sorry. Yeah, and then like, come back tomorrow and we can work it out. At yeah. no point does this happen. No. I'm like, what the hell, John? And he's, like, he's just like, no, you're coming back and I'm going to make you come back. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> And again, I like Aaron in this, and he's at some point like, anytime jump, you, you want, jump in here, Aaron. She's like, no, this is Chiana's choice. Yeah, Aaron is being the voice of reason in this episode. Which is weird, because the voice of reason is advocating for her to jump off a cliff. Yeah, I think, I mean, <laughs> what Aaron says is that uh, she explains to John that it was Chiana's brother who died, and that she's you know, clearly in some stage of grief, and she needs to work through this by herself. And it's this subtext, or maybe this is me inferring or reading into it, but the, what I read into it was like, yeah, she needs to work through this by herself. If she gets to the point where she does try and jump off, we will stop her. <laughs> <laughs> but all the other stuff of, like, you know, wanting to and being with these people, and yeah. that's something she needs to work through. You need to give her at least some form of freedom. Cause yes. Otherwise, she, can't, she just can't figure this for, out for herself. And Crichton is annoyed by all of this, and... Yeah, he's and being grumpy dad. Yeah, he is, and he storms off a bit, and so we have, we're left with Aaron and Chiana, and Aaron asks Chiana, like, are you really going to jump? And Chiana's response is, well, I might. Uh, so Crichton is wandering the halls of the underground level where they are. Also, the set design in this is much like the design of the uh, exterior set in that it's kind of very old-fashioned wobbly sci-fi not uh-huh. looking very good and <laughs> I, uh, I I liked it enough. It was okay. Liked, it was serviceable. These, do, uh, these serve their 
served their purpose way better than the up top scenes. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. I just it it stood out to me after. I mean, coming off of Vitas Mortis, where we had the really cool looking uh, whatever it was temple or mm-hmm. thing that was really nice. It was mostly a bottle episode with that and Moya, so you didn't get too much. But this is just like this is kind of dull and not. It's not even if it was just dull and uninteresting, that'd be probably be fine. But there are a couple of bits where you can. It's rough around the edges, and it looks mm-hmm. like the uh, yeah. wonky sci-fi sets yeah. of old. Anyway, um, Crichton figures out he's he thinks he's being followed. Yeah, and he's he's been he's been thinking that for a while now. We've seen sort of shots that imply that he's being followed. Yeah, he's sort of looking behind him. It's like, do you hear that? What? What? And he finds someone who is actually following him. I love how he does this. It's like he walks around the corner, and he's like. Pretty sure he has something. For once, he doesn't look around back. He just takes two careful steps back. And it's like, gotcha! <laughs> and yeah, it, it's a woman dressed in a hood and rags. And she's trying to shy away. And we see her face. And it seems to be all diseased and mm-hmm. scabbed. And um, coming yeah. out of wounds. In fact, there, we get a close-up of John's hand scraping across, I think, her face. And something coming away from it. Uh-huh. And he says, why have you been following me? What are you doing? And... She seems to be a bit scared because she's been hiding from everybody. Mm-hmm. But she does manage to explain to John that at 22 cycles, if they don't take the stone, so if they don't do the jump, they have to hide, make themselves into lost people. Yeah. Because the others, everyone else doesn't like seeing them become diseased. So once they get to 22, basically they start getting diseased and start dying and they are shunned by the rest of the community. Exactly. If they don't take the stone. Yeah, and she's fascinated but also by the fact that John is old yet not diseased. Yeah, because there's new people here who haven't been hanging around. And immediately I'm like, okay, there's some kind of radiation poisoning or something. That wasn't my first thought, but... It was something that's going on there that is yeah. harming them. It was very clear that there was something there. Yeah. And so Crichton goes to talk to Molnan again, and he says, it's easy for you guys to jump because you know that you're going to die soon after 22 anyway. You just take the jumps, and at some point, you just your condition degrades such that you can't keep up the, the right tune, and you just splatter. Yeah, exactly. Or you just fail it first go, and boom, off you go. But Chiana isn't going to die. Chiana's new here. She's not suffering the effects of whatever it is that's killing the rest of you. So she doesn't have to do this, or like she, there's no real reason to, not in the same way that there is for them. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be as easy for her. Um, but Crichton's getting nothing out of Molnan because, I mean, he's still very high. Oh, God. He's really irritating. You don't understand. You don't get it, man. So it's connected. Like, you're, just, you're just too old. Yeah. So Molnan won't talk to Crichton unless he eats one of the mushrooms that he's yeah, been and, holding. And they come in, in like... Four mushrooms from the same stem. Yeah. And Molden says, like, three will get you high, one will kill you. And you never know which one it is. It's Russian roulette, mushroom style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mushroom roulette. Three of them are uh, are super mushrooms and the other one's a poison mushroom. Three. One of these mushrooms is loaded. <laughs> <laughs> With poison! <laughs> Which is, by the way, a brilliant defense mechanism for a mushroom. Sure. You only need to produce poison for one, and you protect <laughs> the entire stem. Sounds good to me. But then, just what I what what's odd about this is John just immediately is like, 
Give me that mushroom. Humph. I was like, what the hell? What are you doing, John? You have a gun. Yeah. And Just threatening him. Do it old fashioned. Yeah, no, no, but he chows down on the mushroom and. Oh, that's when the acid kicks in. <laughs> he guessed correctly. Yeah, he got it right. He doesn't die. That doesn't nice. make it a lot better. No, he's like like Stone stumbling. Yeah, he's stumbling around and rocking back and forth, and we get double exposure effects of him like laughing and sweating and like ah ow. And, and oh yes, at one point he does bark, <laughs> and then he drops down to the floor and is looking at uh, Molnan and is okay. And then he's like, "I took your stupid thing. Now talk." I'm almost like I'll talk, and then he says something I don't understand. Well, basically, what he says is that he is scared of dying. So Chiana's going to take his place in the jump. He's convincing Chiana to jump so that he doesn't have to. That's all Crichton gets out of him, and then he just completely... And that's when I blacked out. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. God, I, can I just say that Ben Browder does an amazing, crazy mad acting. Oh yeah, he does. Like, wow. He's, he's, he's those, so good at it. extra exposure scenes are perfect. Yeah. He's completely off his... Off his he's, He's whacked. And they don't go on for too long and the exposure isn't too bad so we don't get motion sick. That's good. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I did have to get the bucket. Yes. So Aaron, Aaron finds Crichton on the floor, sweating, passed out. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell did you do? Uh, uh, unicorns. Ah, uh, no. He's still like, he, he gets up and is like hungover, basically. Or yeah. like still feeling it and it just feels awful. And he doesn't quite remember what the conversation was. And he's like, I think, I think I convinced Mullen to get Chiana not to jump. I think that's what I did. I, 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 I had a pissing contest. And yeah, I think I won. I was like, yeah, John, that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> and I, I like Aaron's like, well, this look like you did. <laughs> yeah. But then he says to Aaron's like, what I want you to do is take this sample, this skin sample I got from uh -huh. the uh, woman who was following me, send that up to Zan one way or the yeah. other, and have her to run some tests on it mm -hmm. and see if she can come up with some kind of cure or uh, treatment or whatever for whatever is affecting them. Yeah. Crichton then, <laughs> there's like a, apparently there's like a Peacekeeper med kit, which I guess either him or Aaron had, which has got like the hyperspray syringe thingy and some jelly beans. Yeah, and he takes a jelly bean, which is apparently, I don't know... Uh, Head, headache pill. Yeah. Something like that. Oh. Paracetamol. <laughs> <laughs> then Chiana shows up and is like, Oh, Mushroom's one hell of a kick, eh? He's <laughs> like, yeah. But she says to Crichton, it's like, Molden told her what you spoke about. And he's like, oh, he did? That's great. She's like, yeah, I'm going to jump. What? <laughs> it's like, no. It's like, no, can, no. no what are you doing? About. And she, and he's like, no, you're not doing this. And she's like, yes, I am. I want to jump. I have to. And like Crichton says, like you, you can't want to die. You can't be, you know, wanting to jump off there and kill yourself. And that's when he just knocks her fucking unconscious. I, no, no, no. I like what he says here, because he's he, like he says, I I can't believe you to die. And they're, it's very tender moment. They're close yeah. to each other. And then at some point he says. And I hope that someday that you'll understand. And then he grabs the syringe he had loaded and knocks her out with it. Yeah, but it's just... It, uh. Remember and all that I, stuff we were just talking about with Aaron and saying she has to work through this on her own? Consent, yeah, man. There, there's something just, interesting when he's... Uh, I like how he says at some point 
maybe you'll understand. Like, he knows he's That's doing not the wrong a good... thing, but for the right reasons. Yeah, I guess, but it's still just... It was like, whoa, okay. He just knocks her out immediately. Because yeah. he's like, I'm not getting through to you. Bam. And then Aaron comes in. And it's like, yeah. what the hell are you doing? I'm taking her with me. Because he puts her up over his shoulders and he's like walking out and Aaron's like, no. Yes. And he's like, no, you can't take it if... No, yes, I can. Watch me. Yeah, but then... And I was expecting Aaron to say at this point, you can't take her because the shuttle's gone. Yeah, because Rigel went up. Yeah, and, and Aaron should have noticed this by now because apparently she oh, yeah. was trying to get the sample up. And apparently she couldn't do that down here. Maybe she has a sca scanning signal, but at least she'd have to go up. Yeah. She should have noticed that the shuttle was gone. But apparently it wasn't. Or she didn't notice anything. Or, yeah. What? What the hell? Like, it would have been... Not only would have that, that been the perfect line, it would have made this scene even more interesting because aside from the fact that he shouldn't have done this, then he also like... can't do actually do the plan he wanted to do. Yeah, wait a minute. So they... you have to reluctantly go along with this. Yeah, they dropped the ball here. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Because and... that was exactly what I was expecting because she keeps trying to say, you can't. And I'm thinking, she's going to say... Because the shuttle's gone. Yeah. And she doesn't. Well, okay. Even if the shuttle's gone, though, they can still take the prowler. And respectfully shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. We got there. We cracked the case. <laughs> Damn you, hats. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you. See, they had... Although, yeah. I'll be... To be fair, like... This is not mentioned. They do not mention that the, the, the pod is missing or that only the Prowler is there. Yeah. They also don't notice that Rigel seems to have gone. And I mean, at this point, they're like, yeah, that sounds like Rigel. Yeah, but yes, the Prowler is still there. So yeah, they can get yeah, I forgot the Prowler. Well, yeah, no, okay, yeah, I take that back. <laughs> I right. take that back completely. Never mind then. <laughs> Moving on. So they actually t could totally go if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, and that's probably also what you used to send up the sample. Yeah, exactly. So, but what Aaron says is that if Chiana really wants to kill herself, and is that that's why she's jumping, she'll find a way. If not here, then elsewhere. So you have to let her jump. You need to let her work through this. Yeah, and it's. And, and I like how she says, because John at some point asks as he puts her down back uh, down again. It's like, since when did you get so insightful? And she just says back to him, it's like, well, she understands loss. And Crichton actually says, well, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Hmm. But they seem to go about dealing with it in different ways. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to the stupid Rigel and the, his freaking cursed treasure. Oh, this is this is possibly the dumbest scene. Um, we go back to... He's decorated his quarters with all the stolen treasure. And Especially the mask. Yeah. Which... We'll get to that at the end, because I noticed something cool about that. So he's he's lined his quarters, he's like, yes, this is perfect for the quarters of a dominar, uh, treasure from the blood-stained victories, and I'm like, it's not your victories, mate. You didn't do anything, you nicked it. He, no, blood-stained from his conquests. Yeah, thievery, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> then they start shaking, like a vase falls off the wall, or falls off the shelf, then more things start flying off there. And, and things are actually flying through the room. Yeah, and he just gets pinned down against the wall. And he's like, oh, oh no. And I think that's it for that scene, yeah. isn't it? And so, some pieces of pottery fly through the room, but that's about it. And it's like, oh, oh. 
Yeah, and actually the only thing that's left standing is the dark green mask that's yes. up on the wall. So maybe it's just the mask that's cursed? Sure. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe um, the mask is the protector of the treasure? Mm, something like that. So anyway, after that stupid aside, uh, no. Zan has figured out I... what's going on. And she tells that Crichton that everybody's suffering from, it is, radiation poisoning. Nice call, nice call. Well, I figured it was something like that. It was like something that's local to where they are, that's affecting them. It's, is it in the water? It's like, maybe... I was actually assuming it had something to do with the mushrooms. Oh, maybe as well, yeah. That's, that could be... That could well have been it. But yeah, it was the just radiation is very high there. Actually, wait, no. Radiation isn't high. This is weird. Okay, so... Yeah, this was also something I didn't get. This is like, there's radiation there. And Zan reads off a uh, reading of how much radiation is in, like, uh, Farscape units. Yeah. And Crane's like, is that a lot? And Aaron's like, no, it's not. It's actually, like, background level. And so that wouldn't cause the problem. It's like, well, maybe the cave or, like, the big hole is acting as an amplifier increasing the effects. Yeah, but I have... the scanner Aaron is using to scan the hole should be picking up the amplified effects. Also... That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Start from the fact that radiation doesn't work like, like that. that. Radiation does not work that way. Even, Good night! <laughs> even if radiation worked like that, then still, she's scanning the location these people yeah. are living in. The amount of radiation they're being exposed to. She should be picking up this heightened level of radiation. There's just a lot of missteps in this episode. Even internally, it doesn't make sense. Even yeah. if we do take the fact that how these walls are structured would amplify the effect, then still we don't know what the... Yeah, this, uh... <sighs> calm, calm. Yes, breathe in, breathe out. Now we have another scene. Well, now we have Rigel arguing with Zan and Dargo. Because while this is going on, they're on the comms to uh, Crying Up in Command. Yeah. And Rigel kind of comes in on his uh, hover sled and is like, You made, you cursed my items. This is all your fault. You like, did this. You're making everything move, like, to make me think it's cursed. Well, I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not even going to share I'll give it all for myself. <laughs> and then That's uh, exit, exit Rigel, stage right. So then back down on the planet, Vina, or Vina? Vina, the pregnant woman with the clear belly, she's having her baby. She's in pain because, yeah. you know, having a baby, painful, it hurts. Yeah. Which, you know, seems like a perfect time for Aaron and Crichton to engage her in conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hi. We see you're Abby, having a tough time with a baby. Do you mind answering some questions while we're here? <laughs> it's like, okay, you need to tell everybody to get out of here because the radiation is bad and it's killing you all. You need to make people understand that. And I'm like, you can you not see this woman is ha literally having a baby? <laughs> like, and this is the person you try to tell to tell everybody. She's having a bloody baby right now. <laughs> and both of you... Like, both Aaron and Crichton, and remember, Aaron has been the voice of reason in this episode, are yeah. like, you, pregnant woman literally giving birth, inform <laughs> the masses. <laughs> I have my hands full a little bit. Yeah. Like, so what, what the, the hell? Was there nobody I else? Hadn't, I hadn't even realized how stupid that was when watching this. So was there... I watched this scene twice. How did I not realize that? <laughs> so was there nobody else available? Like, nobody else around. No, I knew everybody else was at the gathering. This was the only person. Yeah, because she's supposed to be isolated when having a baby. Get lost. You're, you're intruding on the sacred ritual. Yeah. 
and but she manages to get to stammer out like to get out through the pain of the birth that it's not Molden who makes the rules it's actually the clans there's mm -hmm. groups of them so even if you convince Mol Molden that doesn't mean anything yeah. and then they're like right we have to go and just leave her to continue giving birth at this point we also learn that the guy who jumped I think as again I could yeah. in this case I understand I could barely understand her because she's having a freaking baby yeah but I got the idea that her mate actually knew yes what was causing this, and that's why the clans made him jump. Yeah, I have that written down as well. That is that is what was said, that is correct. Okay, uh, but I understand if that was, yeah, that was a little bit unclear. So, yeah, they're trying to suppress this knowledge. Yeah. And that's why, you know, the, they shun the people who live past 22 and get radiation what? sickness. What? Okay, yeah, let's keep going. Oh, boy. <laughs> the end. So... Chiana is about to take the stone. She's standing on the uh, outcropping of rock above the massive hole. Mm -hmm. And Crichton and Aaron come in to try and tell everybody about all the really bad radiation and you need to sort this out. And yeah, like, and Mold responds with the, they don't understand. They're just old. Yeah, and they're trying to get them to leave, so they just pull the guns out. It's like, nope. Don't try it. Yeah. Chiana's upset about, the, about this because, Mom, Dad... Go away, I'm with my friends. Yeah, basically. But then what Crane does is like, right, we need to get the clans to vote on this if they want to stay or go. I'm like, do you really? Okay, fine, John. I, go ahead with I, this plan, even yeah, though it, like, what do you even think though it's... this plan will obviously not work. <laughs> like this plan is so obviously not going to work. How do you convince these people who you've just met and are stoned out of their minds that they should leave? This is not a plan that's going to work. No. So, but anyway, anyway, he goes ahead with it and says, "Okay, I if the clans don't vote on everything, I'll force you to take the stone." And he must have remembered that Molin is scared of jumping, which is why he's making Chiana do it. So he's like, "All right, everybody, vote." So apparently, the vote needs to happen secluded because this this type of this stone taking is suspended for a bit. And so they all go away, not before I think they make a few of the signs over their heads with the lightning and stuff yeah. and it's really stupid anyway they go <laughs> they go off to vote and we go back to Rigel in another scene with his cursed uh -huh. treasure in the stupidest scene I, I actually this is the one scene I do like I it's just because it well, it takes things very far anyway he's very scared by all the treasure moving about and flying around and uh some stuff is flying around right near him and then like a jewellery box lands on his feet opens up it's full of jeweled pins that yeah. sort of turn around and start pointing at him and, and he's like, like okay okay I'll, it, it, the, I, I like that the, the sentence before that's like I'm not scared I'm keeping it all I'm keeping it all those Neil's point up okay I'll take it back and then they fly into his uh, towards him and they pin like around his face actually if you look closely, they do actually pin his eyebrows to the wall. Yeah. Completely stone-faced, like, pilot, <laughs> is the shuttle refueled? <laughs> yeah, it's just... Like, that's the only scene I like. That whole side plot is so dumb, though. It's so... He does have great facial expressions, though. So that is true. Can we admit that? 
Francis' yeah, okay. facial expressions are on point in this episode. This is also with the new puppet as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is this where they get the new puppet? Or I don't... Isn't that from the start? Yeah, no, season? it's from the start, but it becomes uh, very apparent here that they've... Well, they figured out how to do it. Because I think you said in the first episode that yeah. you weren't convinced by the new puppet. It was a little bit... Second jerky. episode did a lot better job yeah. at it. And this one is just... Yeah. They're back up to old form. Exactly. They, that's what I was getting at. Like, they've, they've worked out all the kinks and they're... Back to Rigel, and it actually allows him to make some more, more varied expressions. Scowl is so much better. Yes, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's just good. an expression he uses a lot. So I guess, I guess they want a puppet specialized in scowls. Sure. All right, so he's going to take all the treasure back down to the planet. Good for him. Anyway, guess what? We've gone back to the planet. We've gone back to Molnan is telling Crichton what the clans voted. Guess what? Everybody voted to stay. Yeah. Why did you think that was going to work, John? I don't Why? know. It's the kind of thing where the DM is like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you really sure you want to do this? It's like, yeah, 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 I'm positive this will work. It's like, okay, you got a high roll. They still say no. <laughs> because... <laughs> They're not freaking idiots. Yeah. Actually, they are, but... Well, yeah, no, they, they still say no because you've literally only just met them and they don't trust you. That's, that's like a player asking... Can I steal someone's underpants without them noticing? I'm like, no, I don't care how high you roll. That's bullshit. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. No. So uh, Chiana has apparently already, because oh, Molan is telling him this, telling Crichton this in like a room off to the side. It's not in the uh, place where they take the stone. And he's like, but Chiana's already gone ahead. So Crichton just punches him in the face. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I was like, it's like, yes. And, and he goes, and I like that Molden goes away. I even give her a head start. And then he walks away, and John's like, Molden, Molden, come back. Uh, look, dude, I'm a... BAM! <laughs> he runs off. And <laughs> I like that he, as he walks away, he's like grumbling, like, why does it always end in tears? <laughs> so he gets to the chamber. Uh, Chiana is standing there ready to jump. He then tells her about the clans voted. They voted to stay. And But now, now we get what should have been... Yeah. What should have been the entire episode. What should have been the focus of the episode, but wasn't. Mm. It is Chiana saying that when she was younger, she never had any courage. Mm -hmm. All her courage she got from her brother, Neri. Yep. So she has to do this. She has to jump. This is only in the episode right oh, at the oh, end. Oh, this I... should have been the whole episode. This... Okay. I'm going to bring this whole train to a halt here because I need to talk about something. All right, do it. Remember how I said I liked that the device gives a Chiana a connection to home? Yeah. We don't have that connection. There's nothing we know about her brother. We only learn anything about her brother aside from his name now. Yeah, at the very they, end of the episode. This at the start. Like, if they put this at the moment Aaron is talking with um, Chiana, if they talk exactly. about her brother, if they, if they show us, even briefly, even flashback, just a maybe, yeah. No, not a, I don't think we need a flashback. We need to empathize with Chiana over this loss. And we and, never get the chance. No, we don't. Like, I, was, I kept waiting for that to happen because yeah. the setup of the episode is like, right, we're going to get into this. You know, Chiana's backstory, her brother, and then keep waiting for that. And there are several scenes, like you said, when Aaron's talking to Chiana or when uh, John is talking to her. Like, anybody, you think, okay, now it's going to start. Now mm -hmm. it's going to start. It's only here at the end when she's about to jump off that we even get that at all. Yeah. Everything Chiana's doing at this point is very clear. 
She says it's because she needs to know her that her courage is her own and not something she learned from her brother. Yeah, and this whole thing of like going and doing all the weird stunts and like doing all the drugs and the running through fire and all the stuff we hear about is it's part of her grieving process. It's like the it's ignoring it. It's denial. It's yeah. It's it it's partially denial. What the, what this and she's not realizing this, but why she's doing these things is because she needs to feel alive. Yeah, which is she needs to feel alive now that one of the heartbeats that she felt in her body is gone. Yeah, but this is only dealt with right now. Yeah, it's way too late. It's way too late. Yeah, so then what she does is she does actually jump backwards. Backwards. She I'm turns. like, wait, no, wait. Aren't you supposed to send the sonic sounds towards the net? Does it matter which way round? And does it? Uh, yeah. It's like, <sighs> so anyway, she jumps, makes the noise. And she splatters to the ground. No, she's, she's fine. She's fine. Okay. She she gets caught. Thanks for destroying the, the suspense there, Ads. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, if this is a rewatch podcast, people know that Chiana lives through this episode. Okay, that's right. I knew that Chiana lives through this episode. I know too. <laughs> anyway, she's standing at the bottom of the pit. Crichton's peering over the top, and they're just like, "Yeah, we did." They're yeah, cheering, and he's. I do like that Crichton is incredibly happy for her that it worked. Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess he gets the appeal of, like, extreme sports, like bungee jumping, maybe. But this is bungee... He actually says one a line, a very quick line, is this is bungee jumping without a rope. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Yeah. And what I also like is that the music cue when she, compl- when she does this. Yeah, it's the sort of... Beautiful. I think it's the return of the same music cue that was used... No, I want to say the end of season one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Moya Starbursts Away. It might actually be it. I'm pretty sure it is. It's, okay, cool. It's the victory music, effectively. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and we, yeah, that comes back here, and they did it, and hey, everything's okay. And so Chiana now buries the life disc on the mm-hmm. surface of the planet. Yeah, she, I do like that John and Chiana share a moment. He was right about one thing. It was the best at jumping down. Yeah. You should have tried it. And John's like, nah. I'm too old for that. <laughs> yeah, so they get ready to head back, and uh, meanwhile, Rigel is reburying all his stuff. It's like, gotta put it back in here, put it, put it back. <laughs> and then actually, we have a scene, and I'm, I'm glad this scene exists. And it's Crichton and Aaron sitting down next to each other after everything's over. Uh-huh. And Crichton says to Aaron, it's like, do I seem a little bit crazy to you lately? And she's like, lately? Yeah, and you know, that's a response that makes sense. But it's something I'm thinking through this episode and the past ep- and the last episode is that Crichton has been getting more of an edge to him. Mm-hmm. He's been getting more I guess I don't want to say ruthless, but like a bit more of an aggressive edge to him and maybe being a little bit more out of it and just He's being a bit more impulsive. Impulsive, that's exactly the word I was looking for. He's being less his thoughtful, contemplating self, and he's be- he's acting way more on his emotions. Yeah, okay, yes. Eating the mushroom. Yes, Just absolutely. picking up Chiana. Yeah, knocking her out with the thing. And, yeah, and it's just... Uh, it's, it's, it's like it's just this change in John, and I'm, I'm glad that they point that out, because it's only happened in these two episodes so far. Like, um, uh, there's a few tiny things at the end of season one. Yeah, minor. But, it's really starting to show at this point. Yeah, and it's it comes as a little bit, a tiny bit jarring. So I'm glad that this scene exists that they acknowledge it and like, mm-hmm. am I? Do I seem a little bit crazy to you? And you know, Aaron's re- response makes sense, but John notices that he's 
becoming more impulsive, I think. Mm -hmm. Or that he did things that he... Like, he he seems to realise that, like, knocking out Chiana and trying to, you know, forcibly drag her away is a little bit... Well, not maybe a little bit out of character for how he used to be. You know, he wouldn't have done this, I don't know, six months ago, or like a year ago, or last season, even. Yeah. So, anyway... That's the, the episode. The, the actual final scene is you should have jumped, and it's like oh, I'm too old. And they yeah. turn around, walk away, and both lightning. do lightning. Both do the stupid hand gesture <laughs> above their heads. I, I, I could be honest. That's that the was, one time that's that actually is. Yeah, funny. it was kind of cute. Anyway, that is the episode. Yeah. Uh, so this wasn't a good episode. No, it really wasn't. Also, because the whole point where Chiana jumps. Yeah. One, as you said, it's that's when we finally get her talking about her brother. Mm. The other thing is, it's completely devoid of the other conflict at that point, which is the clan being there. Yeah. Like, I think that scene would have been way stronger if, the, if it was still part of that entire polit- political yeah. thing that was going yeah. on. Yeah. Just, there's so many missed opportunities in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I thought when this started up that we were going to have Chiana dealing with her the loss of her brother... Yeah, was going to be a major theme throughout the episode, and it really wasn't. Nope. I mean, the entire episode is her dealing with it, but mostly through trying to find something life-affirming. Yeah, something uh, that makes her realize like that she is still alive. And yeah, well, here's the thing: is like most of the episode is uh, Aaron and Crichton trying to get her out of it, mm-hmm. without dealing with the underlying problem. Exactly. They're 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 treating the symptom, not the problem. Exactly, and that only gets the symptom only gets brought up at the end. If we had a longer focus on that, then it would have been better. And frankly, the whole stuff with Rigel and the cursed treasure, you just lose that entirely. Yeah, just get rid of just that. Just gotten rid of it. Get that. rid of it, it does. And even nothing. if you were to do a cursed treasure thing, do it more subtly. Have fun with it. Or at least if you're gonna do that, make it make him take one thing. And have it, I don't know, show up over a few episodes very slowly. Ooh. And then it comes back to bite him. Yeah, but then, they have, then they'd have to go all the way back to the planet. I mean, sure, that's not, some, you know, that's not something that I think they wouldn't do. But anyway. Well, Rigel? Well, I guess. But what if it starts endangering all of Moya, you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like where you're going. Anyway, so there actually, are... something about the curse. I don't know if you noticed, but the, the green, dark green mask, there's a little... Green jewel, yeah, at the mouth where the mouth about where the mouth is. Mm. That jewel shifts slightly between <laughs> scenes. I don't know if that's intentional or a prop failure. <laughs> I have I have chosen to believe that it is intentional. I because it's going to be honest. I it's, disagree. <laughs> it's slightly haunting. That's why I like it. I actually. I know I know it was it probably wasn't intentional. I, I but think I'm going to read it as intentional. That seems like a, like somebody was like, oh right, we need to reapply the stupid glue fell off and I'll like, oh, put it back on. Was it there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they did a little bit. I mean, it's clear because it's not in all scenes in a different angle. But if, it would have been great if it was in every scene a different angle. And at some point, you start realizing that. I was like, oh, that's really creepy. <laughs> Yeah, so this this episode was just loose and, well, there was just not much to it, really. And also the main thread, which, I mean, it had several main threads, Rigel, Jenna, the clan. Especially the story of the clan seems completely scattershot and out of order. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we hardly get any development of these crazy people. And at the end, they're at exactly the same spot, which 
is actually the one thing I'm okay with. Yeah, they, right. they're not able to save them from the radiation because yeah. they don't listen. So they just leave and leave them to keep doing what they've been doing. Yeah, reminds me of Throne for a Loss. Because that's also the episode at the end where they aren't unable to save someone. Right. I mean, if we look back at like the worst episode we've seen so far, look at Jeremiah Crichton. Yeah. I think Jeremiah Crichton is, also, is definitely worse than this episode. Oh, yes. So, definitely. Yeah, this, this is a bad episode. It's not the worst. It's better than Jeremiah Crichton, which is damning Ooh, with, yes. fa- with faint praise. But, uh, but it, I, th- I think it's the, I think it's the runner-up on this one. Yeah, it's. And, I'll say this: like as an episode to watch, it's sort of okay. Jeremiah Crichton is just bad. This yeah. has, I think, because of the themes they do bring up, but right at the end, this has more wasted potential. Yeah. Like they could have done so much more with the with the loss of Chiana's brother and yeah. her running away to try and deal with that, and just they didn't. They really just dropped the ball on that several times. Also, Dargo, I mean, Zang gets a bit to do. Dargo basically does nothing. No, the entire episode, which is fine. Sometimes, fine, I mean, but... sometimes it's Chiana that does nothing in an episode. It's true. And sometimes it's Aaron. It's just, that's the problem at having a big cast. Yeah. At some point, you need to, unless you're very good at juggling, it's just not doable to have every character in an episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, yeah, Dargo got his episode last week. He can he can play on the sidelines for a bit. The thing is that like they separated them off basically into two groups. You got Chiana, Aaron, and John on the planet, and you got Dargo, Zan, and Rigel on mm-hmm. Moya. But Dargo just doesn't do anything in the other no. one. No, and. Like you said, Rachel's thread could have just been dropped. Yeah, we didn't need that at all. It was, yeah. it was also just really kind of hokey, mystical stuff. Much more so than even than we've seen with Moldis. Yeah, because Mold- Moldis is freaking scary. Yeah, Moldis is scary, and he's like, it's like we, know, you know exactly the moment he takes it, and Zan says the word curse. You know exactly how the rest of the episode is going to end for him. Or like, that, that's how you hope. You hope it's not going to go that way, but then it does. Oh, no, that was I wasn't even hoping that. Yeah. <laughs> no hope benefit of the doubt. Just no. Just yeah, no. no. Yeah. I, I'd like I'd like to give Farscape benefit of the doubt. Think, oh no, they'll do something interesting with it. But maybe we'll reach that level later on in the uh, series, but not today. Yep. <laughs> it was just a lot of it was really boring. Like the yeah with the cult, they you, like you couldn't understand them half the time. They were just Ugh. out of it all the time. They were saying like you're old man you don't get it uh, they were just really boring to watch they weren't interesting they were no. just dull and it was freaking obnoxious yeah like, the moment john punches molden that's like that's what i've been wanting to do the entire freaking episode yeah. either that or sit them down and give him a speech that'll terrify them like you you want to you want to talk about fear let's just figure out what makes you tick buddy yeah let's, and let's find the fear inside you it was a bit cluttered as well because like you have Again, you could have Chiana going off to do... What she's basically doing is... This is a trope that we have seen before in many things. It's like they lose someone or they have some uh, thing to grieve about. So they go off and do something dangerous and yeah. reckless. Like, I don't know, you could go off and start street racing or whatever. Yeah, something life-affirming. Yeah, but the thing that they go and do, that's the issue. There isn't also a problem there to solve. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like going to a colony of people who are having this problem that the characters are trying to fix is a sci-fi trope. We've seen Farscape's done that before in, like, remember Thank God It's Friday again? Yeah. Actually, actually, wait a minute. Let's compare this to Thank God It's Friday again. 
because there are some similar things going on here. Yeah, actually, good point. Because Dargo goes down there, to, you know, to do something life-affirming to the farming and so on. Basically to rage out, in that case. Yeah, they actually might do a much better job of weaving the two things together, mm-hmm. um, because we find out that the reason Dargo is so happy there is partly because of the Tanit root and all the stuff, and that they're being forced to make it for the peacekeepers and blah blah blah. True. And once he gets them out of their control, then you know he goes back and then deals with it. So they actually blend those two things together so that you have Dargo needs to be uh, rescued very clearly because he's not in his right mind because mm-hmm. of outside influence. Chiana just has stuff to work through. Yeah. That should have been, like we said, that should have been the focus of the yeah, episode. Yeah, and if you have to solve, if the if you need to go there to like solve a problem, it should be that she's being held there against her will because of the drug, because of the thing that they're doing, like the jumping or the radiation or whatever, so that those two threads merge together, so that you can then resolve them at the same time. Otherwise, you just have this thing that goes nowhere, like the what? radiation stuff. Let, let's actually... I like that idea. Let's take out the radiation stuff from this episode. Keep the entire thing about the jumping and everything going. They're just wacky crazy. But let's take out the entire problem of the radiation. John's quarrels aren't with solving that. Maybe even Molden is still afraid to jump. Yeah. For some reason. And he's using Chiana. And we drop most of Rachel's arc. Yeah. you have a lot more time to get into why Chiana's doing this. Yeah, and that's, Focus it on that. that's the interesting stuff. Yeah. And it's just not there in the episode. Instead, it's focused on the frigging cult guys. And and just, and what, the reason I mention all the radiation stuff is the, the problem with that is like it's a plot thread that is introduced as an area of conflict that does not get resolved. It gets resolved. It's just well, not, no, like uh, nothing changes. No. It doesn't get fixed. No. And uh like I said, you could if say you take out the stuff about Chiana's brother dying. Say that that's not in there. Say that's not a focus of this episode. An episode where you go to this planet for whatever reason, and you find people there are dying because of this radiation, because of this thing. You try and educate them, try and get them, try and save them. That's something that Star Trek has done. That's something that Stargate has done. That's something. Something that as Farscape has done. done. And that's a perfectly normal, serviceable plot. And I was spotting that the whole time. It's like, right, I noticed this. But this is also wedged in alongside a character arc that should be there. Mm-hmm. And Rigel dealing with cursed treasure. Yeah. And so it's it's actually gets lost in the mix and just mm-hmm. doesn't get resolved. And it, so it's just completely pointless. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of wasted potential in this episode. I'm thinking about giving this a one. Yeah. Well, remember... We, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. No, we, this is important to mention. We did... This would have been a two in last season. We did raise the bar for this episode, yeah. for this series, for season and, two. And I think I gave the first or the second episode a two this season, and I did. I, I don't want to equate this episode to, no, to this anything is, we've seen before, this so... Is, this is definitely worse than Vitas yeah. Mortis. It's, yeah. It's worse than that. It's not... It's really not great. I no. don't like it. Again, like the performances are fine, and like we said, Ben Browder does a great crazy Crichton. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is fine; they're their usual selves. The guest stars, the uh, cult people, there. No, I guess they do what they're supposed to, yeah, which is be irritating it. and stoned. Yeah, which they, makes they. they uh, I would argue that might have actually been more direction and less actors. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. But yeah, uh, the set design was a little bit iffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the exterior 
BBC Quarry Doctor... Well, no, not even Quarry. It's not even an exterior. It's a wobbly set. It's a Star Trek original series with Kirk and Spock fighting in around... A F- fighting a rubber ru- dinosaur man. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of <laughs> thing. Yeah it's, yeah. it's not good. So this was kind of a rough one. This wasn't great. Didn't like it. Didn't care for it. <sighs> well... I I will go with along with a two or no a one sorry yes a one yeah what would have been a two is now a one yes and this is it's a strange new world we live in yeah this is uh this is bad <laughs> this is this <laughs> yeah. is this is straight up it's I, bad I hate doing that to Farscape but this is bad yeah I'm sorry guys um hopefully you'll get better <laughs> I, I I bet they will oh if we want to talk about them getting better I actually I know they will because you want to know what the next episode is. Cracks don't matter. Yeah, it's crackers don't matter. I have no idea what the episode is about. This this episode will probably ring a bell for long-time Farscape fans. It did for me. I was like, oh, oh, this gonna be good. <laughs> Can you give anything away from the brief? Brief blurb, or would that well, be too? Well, let me see. Let me see what I can do. Actually, no. The the blurb is fine. It, it, the the devil is in the details, though. Okay. So the blurb is fine. Here's the blurb. The crew come back from a commerce planet with a load of crackers and an alien called Traltix, who promises he can alter Moya's electromagnets to make her untraceable. Crichton is sceptical, seems too good to be true, and they pass through a collection of pulsars, and paranoia starts affecting the crew. They Ooh. all Yeah. Okay. And they begin to turn on each other. But that's, that's for next week. That's for next week. And that... And that's only the half of it. This is one of the episodes I do remember going in, and I'm looking forward to next week. Okay. It's good. Let it happen. I like it. I, li- I know okay. this will be good. fun. This will be fun. I'm just I'm eager to get something good after this shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but that will be next week. That will be Crackers Don't Matter. Uh, looking forward to that, and I uh, hope you will join us for that. But, yeah, that was Taking the Stone, and I could, you know, I could... I could leave. The, I could leave the stone. Mm, I don't, I don't want it. Take it or leave it. I'd just leave it. Just yeah. put put it back. Put that one back. Put it back on the shelf. It's, it's rubbish. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, uh, but thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, even if you didn't enjoy the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Sometimes, sometimes I do like. I mean, I don't like it when there's a bad episode because you want every episode to be good. But it's. I find it really interesting to talk about why it doesn't work. You can often learn a lot more from failures than from successes. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we'll be back next week with hopefully something uh, better with uh, Crackers Don't Matter. But in the meantime, you can find us on the social medias. I'm on Twitter, at Hats and Red is at in Tree. Yes. And we're also both on Twitch. I'm at twitch.tv slash Hats. Red is at RedNightMess7. Mm-hmm. And you can find out all the info about my projects and... That is uk, and everything is supported by the Carmel Hats Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash Carmel Hats. This podcast is brought to you by you, by your generous support, so thank you for that. And uh, we'll see you next time with Crackers Don't Matter, and uh, bye for now. Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs> okay, Red, I need you for the podcast. I need to record the... You can't edit, man. You can't podcast you're too old have you been been taking those mushrooms again it's like one kills you the other three make you fucking high man that's it right that's it come with me we're going going back on that's it nope i'm not letting you out of my sight again that's it go grounded young man ah